Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Challengers of the Unknown number 53, cover date December-January 1966-67, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring Who is the Traitor Among Us, written by France Heron, art by Bob Brown. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Challengers receive a mental summons to the laboratory of Scientist X. The lab has been ransacked, but a film reveals that the scientist has intended for the Challengers to take possession of various advanced weapons. A villain known as Dimension Man, partnered with a Nazi known as the Iron Dictator, has already stolen a device which allows him to pass through dimensions and become invisible. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. I went to church on Christmas Eve. Somebody coughed on me. <laughs> he did not cough into his sleeve. Somebody, Somebody coughed, coughed on me. Oh, I'm getting COVID for Christmas. Yes. Yes, we did. I had every intention of recording an episode last week, but what do you think happened? Oh, my God. So I went, we went to church on Christmas Eve, and you spent 16 hours on Christmas Eve. I did. Yeah. I just had uh, Christmas Eve vigil service, and I felt absolutely fine. Delightful. Same girl, same. No symptoms whatsoever. Woke up the very next morning. The very first thing I did when I got out, when I got out of bed is I sat up, I sat up rather, in my, uh-huh. in, from sleeping, yeah. and coughed. And it was like my chest was on fire. It hurt so much. And that was the first sign of COVID week. I sang... On Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. Johann Sebastian Bach, which is no walk the park if you're a singer. Mm-hmm. Like a dream. It's probably the best I've sung in 10 years. From what? The Christmas Oratory or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, next day, scratchy throat. Day after that, bam, COVID. Oh, yeah, I got, I got sick. Uh, I, I mean, I'm probably a day ahead of you. I, I think we know where we got it. but Yes, um, we won't name we names. Don't name soon, yeah. Um, because really, we don't 
Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. What a heck of a week, huh? We had I'll we say. both had the whole week off. Yes. Anyway, well, we, <clears> we <throat> planned to just lay around. Yeah, we had planned to lay around. We actually, <laughs> if you'll recall, what I said was, I my goal is to lay around until I get bored. Mm-hmm. Right. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. We actually had plans. I had a surprise planned for you with a couple friends of ours. And we had to cancel. Yes. And that was for Friday of Christmas week. Uh, we had to cancel, which was what, yesterday? Yeah. Day, before yesterday day before yesterday. Day before yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, that was the only outing we had. Oh, we were going to go to a winery with a friend. Yeah. Um, just a quick little outing, you know, both of which had to be canceled. Mm-hmm. We spent the whole week at home. Oh, just like, that's it. Like, Reading comics. Uh, well, the funny thing was when I was sick, I thought I would just curl up in bed and read. I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't. I just want to. I, like I slept and slept and slept and slept. We sat in front of the TV and would doze and just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably I probably slept through more of the Lord of the Rings trilogy unedited version or whatever they call it, an extended version. Then I was awake for it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You've seen it one hundred. I know. Times. It's amazing how many those lines you can um, say. So anyway, there we go. We both got COVID for Christmas, and uh, and we've survived. And thank God, we uh, we feel. I feel better. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm a little better. Yeah, yeah. My cough's gone. I mean, I still don't <clears> mind just laying around the house all the time. I think I might make that my New Year's resolution. Uh, well, Happy 2025, by the way. Uh, 2024. Well, it's going to be 2025 by the time we get through this issue of challenges. Oh, yeah, no, so I'm my just jumping God. Ahead. Are you right? Oh, this is. I was. I thought I was going nuts when I was reading this. I thought this fucking comic. <laughs> Sorry, I don't usually drop an F bomb. No, you said. Sure I was don't. furious with it, this comic. I said. I sent you a text. I said, "Did a child write?" This fucking comic. Now, un- unfortunately, no. The uh, writer is France Heron. Oh, France Heron. France, F-R-I-N-C. Yes. H-E-R-R-O-N. Okay. France Heron uh, co-created Captain Marvel Jr. and the Red Skull. Okay. He uh, was the primary writer for Green Arrow throughout the 1950s. He, of course, writes... Tomahawk comics during this period. We've seen a couple of his Tomahawk stories. No, are you kidding me? No. I like the Tomahawk comics. And I've got some more bad news. What? France Heron died on September 2nd, 1966. So by the time of this story's publication, he's dead. Oh my gosh, how old was he when he he died? 48. So he's not senile. What (laughs) the hell? There's no excuse. I mean, honestly, he threw everything but the kitchen sink. And I know they didn't have dragon dice back then. But it's like he was choosing his own adventure and just stepped into the potential next step of the story. And then said, nope, taking the toe out. Going to do a little diversion here. It was, I mean, this story is off the hook when it comes to diversions and potential conclusions and... I can't wait to dive into it so I can bitch my way from cover to cover. Maybe he knew he was going to die and he was just getting every single idea in his head out onto the paper. Oh, I hate to think that. This poor guy. Because this is, what, cover date January. He would have had to have written this just shortly before he died. Like December, probably, right? December or November? Oh, he died in September. So oh, oh okay. September, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, he would have... Yes! He, <clears throat> this was his last comic? Not his last published. He did have a couple more Tomahawk stories. Um, 
and he actually had one more issue of Challenges of the Unknown. So there must have been stuff in the inventory wow. banked up. But wow. Yeah. And now I, well, I wish I had asked you that before I... Oh, it's fine. Okay, well... I'm sure the dead appreciate our true feelings. I'm sorry. And, and uh, gentle, kind listener, um, please b- realize that I wasn't aware that the man died right right be- what, before this was published. But this is truly some awful, awful it's writing. It's not great. It's just the worst. And I can't wait to talk through it. I'm glad. On the cover, we have the giant figure of Dreadful Dimension Man. He appears to have taken a uh, old 1960s uh, classroom projector. Uh-huh. Yes. Hollowed it out. Uh-huh. And 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 placed it over his head. Yes. Yes. Um, he's got a giant D on his chest, so you don't forget that his name starts with a D. Maybe that's so he doesn't forget. He also has giant Ds aside his head. Yes. I mean, honestly, the only thing that's helmet. missing from his outfit is a small child who's uh, a teacher's pet, eager to... The load, AV assistant? The AV assistant, uh-huh. yes. You or I. I was, oh, I, that was, do you remember? Being, you were, were you an AV assistant? No, I never was. I was never smart enough to be the AV assistant. Oh, my, really? You mean I actually surpassed you in one thing? Yes. Oh, my God. One time I got to do a mimeograph machine, I, but I never got to run the projector. That was Lori Gomer, it my was elementary school rival. the greatest responsibility to be able to run the projector? Uh, trust me, I was ready to go. Oh, wow. Nobody would let me. And now where are they? They can't hook up a DVD player. I, uh, we used sound to, bar. Well, of course, I went to school in Florida, so we. Uh, it's amazing that we actually had equipment that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, uh, I mean, we basically, when you, when you educate a child in Florida back in the 1970s and 80s, it wasn't as bad, but comically it felt, you know, in, in retrospect, it felt like it was just a sort of feral upbringing where you throw a child into a room with some sharp scissors and give him a math book and good luck, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, we we did have also those wonderful little um, slide projectors, slide pro- not slide projectors, but still, um, what do you call those? Still, uh, still S- slide projectors. Uh, well, it's a slide projector makes you think that it's like a, a carousel. And, and Oh, you mean the overhead projector? Well, it would have been like a standard film projector, except that the film was you play a record or a cassette tape along with it, and then it bings when it's time to advance it, uh-huh. and you advance the thing. What's the, what, are those, what are those projectors called? Those, I don't know. Yeah. Still film projectors, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I used to love running those, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a sound guy, aren't you? Well, I did take television productions in high school. <gasps> That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, also co-starring special guest villain, The Incredible Iron Dictator, who's got a secret of his own. Or does he? We don't know because it's never resolved. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Who is the traitor among us? DC, once more, in typical modesty, introduces a sensational new villain team... The most spectacular since Villo and Brainex made their world-shaking debut. I barely remember Villo and Brainex. <laughs> now meet Dimension Man and the Iron Dictator. I just can't believe it's 1966, and we're going to pull out a villain where they're all wearing swastikas. On, I mean, they're all on this splash page. Yeah. All his army, they all have swastikas on their chests. Yeah. And... Uh, the Iron Dictator is a skull man, is yeah. a man, is a man with a skull head, with a giant swastika on his uh, chest. They're all shouting Sieg Heil. Yes. And Heil Hitler. Yes. I mean, um, I, 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 honestly, I got to that first page and was like, are you fucking 
fucking kidding me? Well, We're the Iron Dictator, we should mention, also on his skull face has a Hitler mustache and a Hitler forelock of hair. I thought that was clever shading on the character, nope, on the, the, the artist's part. Uh, uh, it didn't hair. even occur to me yeah. that that's exactly what that was. Mm-hmm. Also, the <sighs> challengers find a new headquarters, the strangest ever found on Earth. And you'll ask yourself, is it really a new HQ or one big booby trap? Oh, really? I didn't ask myself that really? at all. No, because that, I mean, I was wondering when that was going to happen and it isn't revealed till later on. And then I just thought, well, that's a really weak reveal. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, this is a really a two-parter, this issue, isn't it? Is it? It, it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, no, yeah. good news. It does not. Nothing from this story continues into the next issue. Which makes this we, even more preciously horrible. We never see Dimension Man or Iron Dictator again. In because history. the writer of this horrible comic dies. dies. Oh, let's go. The first of many really startling events to occur this day begins when the puzzled challengers, moving like sleepwalkers, climb into the Gallopin' Gizmo. It's their airplane, helpfully emblazoned with the giant name Gallopin', Gallopin Gizmo. Gizmo. <laughs> that is Gallopin' with an apostrophe. <laughs> to refresh your memory, the challengers of the unknown are Prof Haley, with sandy brown hair, Rocky Davis, uh, brunette, Ace Morgan, blonde, and Red Ryan, ginger. And they were four adventurers who appeared together on a television show. On the way back from the show, their plane crashed, and they uh, all of their watches stopped at the time of the crash, and they decided they were living on borrowed time, and so they would dedicate their lives to challenging the unknown. So Prof has the black hair? Uh, Prof has the sandy brown hair. Brown. Rocky has the black hair? Yeah. Okay. I got, I got the rest. Okay. Okay. I just want to, I wrote down their names to make sure that I could remember exactly who they are when I'm cursing at them when the story continues. So, Prof announces that they're all getting in the Galloping Gizmo to fly off somewhere, but he doesn't know where. He is as much in the dark as everyone else, and they have just been compelled to hop into their plane and take off into the wild blue yonder. It's funny because they just say, they'll, they'll mention the sense of, of being compelled, but mm-hmm. they don't say, I have a voice, or rather in my head, or I have, I have this feeling, or are, I, 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 I feel very strongly that I need to do this because I had a dream. It's just, I have this feeling. Yeah, we're compelled. I'm Something compelled. keeps compelling us to get moving. Yeah. Let's get moving with Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> YouTube, look it up. It's fantastic. Uh, not long after, the speedy craft descends at the base of a rugged hill where there is a fantastic mid-century house oh, built into the, the hill. Best. Mm. And there's some kind of strange radiation around. I guess that's the compelling radiation that's made them go there. Which apparently is visible to them. I, I, or I don't know. Uh, holy mackerel. Rocky says, with apologies to Robin, the boy wonder. Amazing how much text there is in this issue. This is like a Kathy Sunday strip. This is a word salad. And yet, with all the text that that the author has allowed to be inside this, there is so little that is explained. Yeah. So 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 little factual information to, to substantiate 
the weird goings and comings uh, that happen in this issue, right? Like the lots of uh, reactions and dialogue, but so little. Well, look at that mid-century modern structure. Isn't that interesting? And look, the radiation. What's that radiation? Nope, it's just there drawn for us. We're just supposed to understand that it's important. And it is important because look what's inside. A laboratory, and it's all been wrecked. Like a tornado went through. A laboratory. Yes. But why were we drawn here? Just then? (laughs) A voice from the ether. Greetings, challengers. I summoned you here by means of mental influence waves. It was vitally important that certain information be turned over to you. I have to say, um, was that our last episode? Uh Uh-huh. That had the character with the mask that drew his... Kronos. I listened to that episode after you dropped it, Uh and I laughed so hard, not at my imitations, but your imitations of that voice. It was... Priceless. Oh, stop. Congratulations. I, it's not often that you can get me giggling mm-hmm. like that, but I just savored every moment when you did that fantastic voice of the man whose upper lip was pulled up to his teeth, over his teeth. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think you can do better with this voice, though. Oh, um, I see how you just wound that all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The challengers are going to have a look around because that voice is probably hidden. No, do not bother. I am no longer here. How's that? Mm. You want a Lauren Bacall? I've gone on my way. But when you entered this place, your presence triggered a mechanism. A mechanism that is delivering my recorded voice. But rest assured, I am a friend. And uh, let's see, let's see. Rocky says, all right, friend, what's this all about? And I warn you, don't try any funny biz with us. I presume at the time of this recording that someone will have ransacked this place before your arrival. So look among the wreckage for a projection machine, which I shall describe. But in the next instant, Biff gets biffed. What? Was I Red Ryan gets biffed. He gets uh, biffed in the face by an invisible marauder. They're all getting punched. They all get punched. Look at this one panel at the bottom of the page, of yep. page the three. I couldn't quite make out what was ha- going on there. So um, it's it's Rocky getting punched, but look, his one leg is up in the air. Yeah. His other arm is behind his leg, but then yep. his other leg is so far back, the foot is about the size of his head. Yep. He's all akimbo. Maybe that's not his foot. It could be somebody else's foot. I can tell you one thing. What? They are all going to have some serious underarm chafing with those epaulets and no sleeves. I know. Well, none of them skipped arm day. No wonder they're always cross. Mm. Now they're going to hold hands and... All right, men, let's hold hands. No one can punch us. No one can punch us without each of us knowing. (laughs) They are joining hands in a Red Rover move to sweep across the room and find this invisible marauder, which they don't find. But they do find the recording machine and restart the recording that they have just heard. And they play it at normal speed. And it's greetings, challenges. 
I summoned you here by means of mental influence waves. It yeah. was vitally important that you look among the wreckage for the projection machine, which I shall describe. Which he apparently was describing before, but they missed it. And because that happened punched. Because probably this is playing on Netflix and you have to have the captions on to understand the single <laughs> fucking thing that's going on. <laughs> God, how many times, because we were sick at home this week, did we yell about the sound in in the, the sound? We have surround sound in our television yes. room downstairs, but sometimes you just can't fucking hear anything. Not sometimes, only on Netflix. Oh, it's the worst. Do you know why they do that? So that you have to turn the captions on. It makes you think you're old, and so they think... It's because they compress the sound. No, and, it's because they want the population to think they're old so that they continue buying Netflix because they think they're too old this to be vital in the world. This is a real thing with modern shows. This is a real thing. They do not use um, a lavalier microphones very often in modern filming anymore like they used to where people would have film, uh, you know, microphones in, you mm-hmm. know, in the packs. They do not use them. They use a lot more boom mics and a lot more area mics. And it and and actors today do not enunciate when they speak. So a lot of the problems that uh, not even people our age, but people younger than us complain about, it's so it's complained about so often, it's an actual thing you can find entertainment articles written about. And that is that people don't enunciate. So they mumble and, and the engineers, the sound engineers don't do anything to, to compensate for it. So that's why you can often hear things just running together. Dialogue that doesn't make any sense. You have to back it up and back it up. Like well, I don't, we were watching some show last night. Reacher was Reacher. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, what the hell was just said? And it was, there was like a, I don't know, there was a, a, some, some music below it. And it was impossible to understand what they were saying. Is there a Reddit community about this? Because it's not a real issue unless there's a Reddit community. Uh, I have a listener um, that we have that will let us know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the projector machine is an oval-shaped contraption which stands on a tripod. They find it and show the projector with this scientist who can only assume you have reached this point, challengers, at least I hope so. (laughs) I want to divulge some secrets that promise to stagger your imagination. My imagination's already been staggered. What next? One moment you see me standing here facing you, then instantly I am gone, seemingly vanished into nowhere. Actually, it might as well be nowhere, because I slipped into another dimension. Now just as easily and as swiftly as I vanished, I have returned. The formula for how this is done can be found in... Hey, who writes this dialogue? Soupy Sales? Nope, Netflix. <laughs> he says, uh, so he says, uh, no, the picture's gone haywire. And so is his voice. I'm assuming that none of these guys have uh, elocution lessons. Have I had elocution lessons? Well, Professor Haley is a noted... Uh, what's kind of underwater... Professor, a marine biologist, marine biologist, or, or, or aquanaut, or something, <laughs> skin diving expert. Okay. Um. So the projection goes haywire. They don't know what was being said. What's happened to Scientist X, which is the scientist's name, I guess? This whole business baffles me, uh, and the challengers also. I have no idea where you are because you're you're glazing over the endless balloons Did of dialogue. Do you want me to focus on each no. and every panel? <laughs> good God, no. Where are we, though? Where We're are at you? at the bottom of page five. Okay, good. Um, now, they're going to have to go back and listen to the recording again because maybe they didn't hear the whole thing. And they're just the little 45 records? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They forget that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. And they can be overheard because this invid- invisible intruder is still there. With a big D on him. <laughs> yes. Now that you have the formula, challengers, this is the recording of Scientist X, I want to give you three clues to the location of other secrets that I've discovered. These clues are difficult, purposely so, because I want to stymie the stranger who has been prowling around this vicinity. But I feel reasonably certain that you four men who survived a thousand strange adventures, who defied death innumerable times, can solve my cryptic secret. There are three clues. Sound, substance, and light. Remember, sound, substance, light. I'll leave the rest to you, challengers. Now I must depart. End of recording. Um, now, those are great clues. Uh, could be anything. Yeah, sound, substance, and light. Um, so, now, Dimension Man, he reveals himself here. He is wearing a banded collar polyester t-shirt uh, with a cape and purple underwear. Uh, He's that's a diaper. He's got yellow skin. He is wearing full-on adult pants. Adult, yeah, with like a wrestling champion belt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know these shirts because my mother used to make homemade shirts out of polyester. <laughs> really? Yes. She made me one and made a matching one for my teddy bear, Yogi, <gasps> oh. who came from Yellowstone Park with his companion, Boo Boo. And so you're not the Hanna-Barbera, Yogi and Boo Boo, it's just what I named them because okay. they were came as a set. Is that the one whose eyes are bl- who's blind? Yes, Boo Boo tragically lost his eyeballs. And uh, Grandma Carrie, who was not my grandma, but rather a lady who babysat us because our actual grandma did not want to babysit us due to her... <laughs> society obligations uh grandma carrie sewed buttons onto boo boo for new eyes but the buttons she chose were solid color husky blue like mary ingles like mary ingles and so boo boo still appears blind because he's got mary ingles husky eyes yeah and that's the story of boo boo that's true boo boo sits onto the shelf doesn't sure yeah where Uh, is boo boo oh that's in the other room okay I think, or else the dog got it. I don't, I don't know. know. I think Boo Boo's in the closet now. Maybe they used to. Boo Boo and, and friends used to sit on. T- Yogi and Boo Boo used to sit on top of the uh, dresser mm-hmm. in the other room, but not anymore. I just don't know. I never go in that room. That's your room. That's my room. Yeah. Now, Dimension Man is taunting the challengers. And they all take turns punching. They and try to him. punch him, but they can't because he's half in another dimension. They just fly right through him. You big oaf. They try to tackle him. They're flying across the room, literally flying, because they look at him crash into that machinery. I He took a running start. The, the funny thing is these guys are not subtle about what they do. They announce their movements before they yeah. do them, warning each other to get out of the way, because I'm going to be better than you at doing this, you know, they yeah. each say to each other in, in their own ways, and they all miss and end up scattered about the room. Yeah. Like the floor is made of ice. They're just sliding, slip sliding all over the place. And in true villain style, he announces to them exactly what he's going to do. I'm leaving you now. Goodbye. I'm going to another dimension. Just call me Dimension Man or D-Man for short. <laughs> D-Man. Oh, and one more thing. Don't forget your precious clues. Sound, substance, light. You'll have a lot of fun trying to put those together. Ha ha! 
That's that's Dimension Man's voice. Yes. But scorning Rocky's challenge to show himself, the bizarre Dimension Man makes a remarkable instantaneous appearance elsewhere in his fabulously appointed secret headquarters in another dimension. Notice the D's everywhere. Letter D's everywhere. He is in love with his name. Look at that coffee table. It's like a boomerang Mm. shape, but it looks like it's It's made of glass. glass. And there's a fountain there. Mm -hmm. And a fire pit. I like the fountain. Although, gosh, you're going to have to clean that, keep maintain it. Oh, he's got people for that. I'm sure he does. Do you think he has people? Yeah. You think so? He's got the whole Nazi army coming up here. Oh, that's right. With Scientist X's other incredible discoveries in my possession, says D-Man, nobody on Earth can stand against me. Luckily, I got the dimension formula before those annoying challengers got in the act, and now I'm ready to call on the aid of a cohort. As mad as he is. So that's one of the uh, one of the uh, big challenges uh, that the, the uh, guys are after, is trying to figure out how to get the dimension formula. Uh-huh. Well, dimension D-Man has got, got it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's left? Well, he well fo- let me ask you. Just pause for a second. Yes. What is the next big get for everybody in this comic? It's either sound, substance, or light. Leading to what? Some sort of unknown clue. Some sort of thing, right? Some, some fantastic discovery. Yes. Some fantastic discovery, right? Yeah. Which we get at the very end, which is never resolved. Right. <laughs> okay. You got it. <laughs> Should we just jump to the end now? No, no. Let's bring in the Nazis. Okay. Uh, D-Man focuses a small beam on the wall and welcomes his friend, Iron Dictator, who is a man in a suit of armor in Nazi colors with a swastika. He actually believes, uh, the Iron Dictator rather, believes that he is Adolf Hitler. Actually Adolf Hitler, who survived uh, the bunker suicide by replacing himself with one of his minions. Mm -hmm. And... uh, he made a mistake during World War II by not having enough power at the right time, but he has done a lot of thinking during the years that he has been imprisoned in a dimensional world. And uh, won't the world be shocked to learn I'm still alive? Um, when one is trapped in a dimensional world, yes, one, and he says he's had a lot of time, so that, that assumes that he has somehow witnessed the passing of time or experienced the passing of time. Yeah. Does he hunger? Does he thirst? Does he, does he age in this dimension? Because it's not explained here. No. Well, why would that be explained? Nothing like that would be explained. Well, you know, I'm curious what he's wearing. He's got a skull head and he's mm-hmm. wearing this costume. I mean, mm-hmm. how does, what does he do when he's not thinking about con- conquering the world in, the, in, the, in, in limbo? Oh, that's all he does. He doesn't do anything. Huh? That's all he that. does. Yeah. Every waking moment. Yeah. He's Adolf Hitler. Hmm. He thinks he is. Well, yes. Mm. It's unclear if he is or not. Which way to magic eight ball? We have we can pull it up online. Yeah, reply hazy. Try again later. Um, now, apparently, it was Scientist X who imprisoned him in the other dimension. After he had an aide take his place in the Berlin bunker, where the aide perished. <laughs> so, D Man has no interest in uh, the Iron Dictator's search for revenge against Scientist X. They have a little argument here. 
So are we assuming that Scientist X is the same one who created the dimensional formula? Yes, let's read on. Mm -hmm. Scientist X is from another planet. When he arrived here, he was in his natural, monstrous form. Dimension Man knows all this because he later saw Scientist X's notes. Um, Scientist X came to Earth to carry out scientific experiments, but he had to undergo a physical change to make himself look like an Earthling, which is moderately successful, except that he's bald and all pink. And his, his experiments, scientists, Scientist X's experiments, are to help humans. Yes, to help this primitive world achieve scientific triumphs that would otherwise cost them centuries of work and experiments. Which he has done in other worlds before. Yes. I'm just, it might be good for mankind to have to go through the process. Mm. Scientist X. I mean, I don't know how things work on other planets, but... Uh, it's good for humanity to take a step back, I slow so. down. Yeah. We certainly have lately, haven't we, culturally. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you said it, Chairman. Now, the notes that Dimension Man saw of Scientist X's also accuse Iron Dictator of being an imposter, not really Adolf Hitler. Yes. Yeah. And which uh, the Iron Dictator finds insane that he could not be genuinely yes. Adolf Hitler. And uh, D-Man, Big D, says, honestly, he doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he believes in he's him to be an imposter, but it doesn't matter because, because uh, the iron dictator will help him accomplish whatever it is that he needs to accomplish. And also, we're never told one way or the other what's true and what's not. We aren't. Yeah. I don't even know why we have to have Nazis and Skull. Because they're a fantastic new villain team. They're going to be the chief sensation of the age. Okay. Never seen again. No. Um, so Dimension Man's about to disappear, but he gives the Iron Dictator a device with which he can be summoned back like a Jimmy Olsen signal watch. I hope there's only one button he has to push to do the summoning. <laughs> Isn't that weird? He could have given him like a little... Uh, a little um, uh, uh, a round thing like a like a like a a, a pocket watch uh -huh, or, or, a pager. or a pager or mm -hmm. a, like a little square device. He gives him a gun shaped object. Yeah, and says and, and it literally shoots a little beam. Yeah, so he says use this to call me back. Yeah, I'll appear instantly. Mm -hmm. uh, now Iron Dictator is miffed that Dimension Man's not revealing any of his dimensional secrets. It's a lopsided partnership. Mm. Uh, but Dimension Man's on a mission. He's got to get back to the Challengers, who are still back in that secret headquarters listening to records. So if you're just sort of wondering what the hell just happened, okay, so D-Man went back to his pad and summoned the Iron Dictator. And we yeah. got one, two, three, four pages for that. Yeah. And now D-Man's going back to hook up with the Challengers. Yeah. Okay. And here's the song they're listening to. Dum, 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 dum. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I just read that music that's coming out of the uh -huh. record player. They only have five records, which they have played a dozen times each because they're looking for clues because one of the clues is sound and they just assume that it's going to be on one of these records. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have the Fisher-Price record player with the little plastic records? Yes. That was great. But I used to play my mom's 45s all the time. Oh, Sure. Now, there's nothing else in the headquarters that relates to sound, so it's got to be these records that's giving them a clue. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Dimension Man's hanging out invisibly because he wants the challengers to work out the problem so that he can just steal their research and go on his merry way. Meanwhile, back in the other dimension at D-Man's hideout, Iron Dictator pulls a curtain and there's a whole Nazi army. Where did they come from? I don't know. We don't have that explained, do we? Nope. Uh, faithful stormtroopers who have rallied to the cause. You will be the cornerstone of the new Third Reich we'll rebuild. The Reich I promised to make stand for a thousand years. Why doesn't he call it the Fourth Reich? Because the Third Reich has already been tried and failed. Oh, I don't know. Well, he's calling it the new Third Reich. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he should have really called it the Fourth Reich, but, but he's calling it the new Third Reich, meaning like the last one wasn't... wasn't the last one failed, but this one will work. This is the new one. He should call it the Noya Dry Ike. <laughs> What's Dry Ike? Dry Ike. Dry. Third Reich. Oh. Noya, new, uh-huh. dry, third Reich. Okay. Noya Dry Reich. You know how Germans like to smash words together to make new words? Would it be the, the new. The, would it be the, the Reich, new third? I, I don't know. Oh. I'm not a Nazi. I, I don't know either. I don't. Hell, I don't even want to read this story. <laughs> now it's time for Iron Dictator to summon Dimension Man. He presses uh, a button on this gun. But, but apparently a, not the button he was told to press. Not the correct button. Yes. Uh, no, he wasn't told to press any button. He wasn't? No. What was he told? He just said that this device will summon me. He didn't say press this button to summon me. He just said... Really? This device... Yes. That's why I was so angry, because there's multiple buttons. He said, you trigger it like this. You trigger it like this. Push the trigger. Oh, so he shows him how to do it by basically squeezing a trigger like you would yes, a gun. But there's other... There's other buttons. There's other and buttons. so he doesn't do it like that. He presses a button on the back. Right. Well, what happens? What happens? What happens is a giant monster appears mm-hmm. in the other dimension where the challengers are. Oh my God. A giant monster with one eyeball... That goes, <laughs> Dimension Man realizes that the Iron Dictator punched the right, the wrong button. Of course. And instead of summoning Dimension Man, he released a weirdo from the dimension, which right. is normally he would enjoy seeing the challengers torn apart, but right now no harm must come to them because they're doing my. Leg work for me. So what does he do? So he summons Iron Dictator from the headquarters and shuts the gun off. And the creature- no, no, no. He goes. He see. This is hard to keep up with. Dimension Man jumps back to his own dimension, grabs the gun from the Iron Dictator, clicks it off. The Creature disappears back into its dimension, and remember, Dimension Man is no longer oh, with the Challengers. Yes, this is this is what bothers me because he jumps back and forth and back and forth and back and forth mm-hmm. in between dimensions so many times in this issue. There's so little progress that's being made. He just wants to be in both places all the time. Right. All right. Go ahead. Now, Rocky now that the creature is gone, wants to just blow up this whole laboratory. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Prof will not have it. 
Destroying this place wouldn't help us catch D-Man, and we must catch him. His powers are too great to be used by a criminal. Besides, we can't let our scientist pal down. We still must solve the riddle he left for us. Mm-mm-mm. Now, I had an idea with this music before the monster crashed our party. Mm-hmm. Just as Prof starts to explain, back in the villain's hideout, Dimension Man disappears again because he wants to know what the secret is going to be revealed by Prof. <laughs> he can't stay put. So Dimension Man went back to, to push the button, get the creature to disappear. Yeah. Sees that, uh, but is told by the Iron, uh, oh God, what is his name? The Iron Dictator. Dictator that the stormtroopers are ready to seize the world. Mm-hmm. But he says, "I, you know, I. That's great, but I need you to hold that thought. I'll be right back." Mm-hmm. And he jumps back to the laboratory. Right? Yeah. It's just the silliest thing. Go ahead. Now, Prof explains that the five records we played have one thing in common. They're all written in the key of C. Okay, well, key is, is one thing. I mean, he didn't mention rhythm, melody, harmony. The seven keys form, of music, yes. Form, nothing about form. No. Nope. Lyrics. Nothing. Nope. nope. Just the key. Um, now, and to emphasize the point, he writes on the wall, one through five, with the letter C beside each number, meaning that each of these records was in the key of C. The whole record are these LPs. Which are like oh, they're 45, so they'd be singles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but they might have a B-side. And the B-side have, yes. have us uh, also in C? And do we have no bridge? Do we have no pivot to the relative minor or to the dominant key? Nope, just I, all of the key of C. Yeah. But let's assume scientist X meant the key of C to have a different meaning when pronounced. It could mean C-S-E-E, but that doesn't make sense. Or it could mean C-S-E-A. <laughs> then you figure the secrets may be stashed underwater somewhere, prof. Mm. Sure, that makes sense. Until we figure out our other clues, substance and light. I mean, if I was writing this thing, I would have put the number of measures in each one and the records would have been labeled one through five and you would have used this as a formula to create uh, a uh, latitude and longitude. Or I would have used the keys to spell out a name like Robert Schumann famously did with the Clara theme. Mm. Now, you counted the number of notes. Hmm? You could have had them count the number of notes being played, of course, that would have required one of them to be a music... Uh, yes. Uh, quite, quite musicologist. Or we could do right. a 12-tone uh, matrix. Oh, yeah, a 12-tone. Uh-huh. Exactly. That would have been great. You could have gotten access to the entire alphabet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, very, you could have written a book about that. Yes. Yes. But these four muscle-bound guys Idiots. don't have time for that. Now, They Ace. were all the key of C. He must want us to go to the C. <laughs> Slow down, Fasto! Who's speeding through the neighborhood? Of course, I don't have any power anymore because mm. I'm not the president. But uh. One sec. Ace finds a transparency on the clue with oddball markings on it. Transparency. Oh, my God. <sighs> and they turn on the projector and put that transparency up against another image which is on the screen. And what do you think? It's the Earth. It joins. They join and make a picture of the globe. Yes. And there's a little circle around an island in the Pacific. And that island must be it, the location of Scientist X's fabulous secrets. 
We'll check it out, even though it'll be dark soon. But we'll take off at the crack of dawn. Oh, I'm assuming they don't live on the West Coast. Do you know if they live on the East or the West Coast? Um, I assume, unless told otherwise, that most DC heroes live on the East Coast. Right, so they're going to have to fly first across the United States and then deep into the Pacific Ocean. Sure, sure. So that's, you know, let's say that they're in a jet. Uh-huh. That's well, at least Gallop and Gizmo. seven hours, six to seven hours away from their current location. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know how fast the gizmo goes. Mm. It's probably got hypersonic speed. Maybe. Now, Dimension Man now is ordering Iron Dictator's stormtroopers to rob a bank. A mere bank? Yes. He says, my faithful followers are trained into Blitzkrieg warfare. Worldwide conquest. You want us to rob a bank? Indeed, Adolf, but we must stall the challengers. I need time to examine that Pacific Island. Well, hi, little beagle. Here comes a beagle. She's She looks like she's done something bad. Well, she's come to comb the floor for cat food. Oh. Now, we know that that is where X stored his secrets on that island. Why don't we go there and be done with it? And it's because the challengers assume we'll be there. So while you preoccupy the challengers, I'll examine the island. <laughs> so you go storm a bank, mm-hmm. and I'm going to the island. Now, I got to this panel, and I was like, thank God. This is uh, the end of the story, and it's going to be continued next month. So did I. That's why when I sent you that text that said, I am going, I'm going to finish this comic and lie down. Uh-huh. Because I just, I reached the end here uh, on page 16. I thought, okay, good. This is it. We'll just have mailbag yep. okay, from here on, and we'll nope. be fine. No, we had a lot more story to go. And when I realized that, I took to the fainting couch. Yes, good call. <laughs> Now, the gizmo alarm is going off. A bank in town is being hit by stormtroopers. Stormtroopers? This is so nutty, it's gotta be a gag. So they pile into the gizmo. They Mm -hmm. head off to the bank. Uh, A Nazi tank rolling down the streets of town. The cops are saying, I never thought I'd see one of them again. The other guy says, I don't know, but the only thing that keeps me from thinking this is a crazy dream is a hunk of plastic that just hit me in the head. Because they're inside the bank and, and this yeah. Nazi tank is coming in. They use the tank to demolish the vault door because nothing can stand before the Iron Dictator. This is a giant tank. There's a whole troop inside. Yeah. Uh, he orders the stormtroopers to clean out the vault and hurry. I can't waste time stealing money. I'm a conqueror of nations. But then, through the ceiling, jump the team of challengers. Yes, ready to challenge the unknown. Fists start flying, people start getting kicked, and Nazis get their asses kicked. Yep. Now, uh, meanwhile, just as they are facing the Iron Dictator, D-Man makes a sudden appearance on a distant island to look for the secrets of Scientist X. I guess he's been there for a while. I don't know. Because he says, while my witless colleague keeps them busy, I'll look this place over. No sign of human life. No sign either that Scientist X was ever here. But then he wouldn't leave obvious signs. So I guess he's had time to walk through the entire island. It must not be that big of an island. Or maybe he's just literally appeared on that cliff above the sea and doesn't see anything. So he says, nope, no life here. Let's go. Yeah. So he just popped onto the island and he's going to pop back now. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to continue to delay the challengers so that they can't come to the island, but he can't trust the Iron Dictator to do the entire job, so he will have to 
handle them in a different way. Back to the bank. <laughs> I know. Um, suddenly, a hand pulls a switch. It's Dimension Man because mm-hmm. his hand is yellow. And the lights blink out. And the challengers, one by one, all get punched in the face. Much later, the lights are back on. The challengers are woken up by the cops. And they all start discussing the fact that they all got punched in the dark. Now, one of us, they say, I don't know how they get to this conclusion, because they say one of us had to have been the one who was doing the punching. Why? Isn't the bank full of stormtroopers? I, I didn't get that either. I didn't understand. There were. This is one of those assumptions. Like, okay, well, we were in a room full of stormtroopers. The lights went out. We all got attacked. It must have been one of us attacking I mean, all of us. Ace does say, I saw the arm, the mm-hmm. arm of one of us. So I guess it's because it was a bare arm that was punching, coming out of a Well, that could epaulette. have been, you know, the guy. It could have been the, the, the big D, right? Well, he's wearing polyester shirt, so I don't know. Oh, dear. Uh, Rocky saw the arm, too. They all think that they were punched by one of the other challengers. Okay. Meanwhile, back in the other dimension. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse bless me. you. Thank you for coughing into your sleeve, mm-hmm. unlike others. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stormtroopers are ordered back into their barracks. And our big plans will come later. Heil. <laughs> They're like, Heil, Heil, Heil. Um, Iron Dictator is angry that he was ordered to withdraw. Why did you order me to withdraw? Listen, if the island theory proves wrong, they must be kept alive to solve Scientist X's clues for me. But they'll be kept plenty busy now finding a traitor among them. One of the challengers, a traitor? Come on, D-Man. Your imagination is running wild. Even a maniac couldn't believe that. Just the same. I'll wager that this very moment the challengers are trying to determine which one of them assaulted the others. I planned this flawlessly. And Dimension Man is right, because suspicion has begun to gnaw at each of the challengers. And we get five useless panels of them arguing about who hit whom. Each one of them can count themselves out, because they all know that... uh, they wouldn't attack their fellows. But Prof says, did anyone consider the fact that D-Man could have whisked one of us into his dimension, brainwashed him, then whisked him back again in just a few seconds? Oh, my God, right? Would you have thought about that for a second? Or how that about would this? literally be how the about first thing I thought of. The most logical thing. Did anyone think that maybe because the lights went out and it was pitch black in here and we were fighting with a bunch of other stormtrooper Nazis that maybe were all wrong and maybe just one of the guys hit us? Rob, it's far more likely that you were whisked into another dimension, quickly brainwashed, and then sent back in a f- just seconds. Well, if only we had some sort of projector that caught it on tape that could actually prove it to us. In fact, we do. Let's watch the scenes of Scientist X vanishing into the dimension again. Hold it, Prof. Look. Yeah, it shows here. Stop the action. One of us is stretched out in a tube with D-Man shining some kind of beam in his face. Prof, it's like you said. D-Man brought one of us back here during the blackout, got control of his mind, and returned him to the bank. Well, looks that way, Ace. What's more, the professor somehow filmed the scene. (laughs) And, and luckily, without D-Man's knowledge, 
or he would have destroyed it from, from to stop us from finding out. It's a lucky break we saw this. It could explain why one of us batted the rest of us around and his mind was completely under D-Man's control. Then one of us... <laughs> Then one of us is a traitor, even though we can't help ourselves. One thing's for sure, we've got to find the traitor before we go any farther. We could never function as a team with one of us under a shadow of suspicion. Rocky, give me a hand. Let's stand this thing up. Sure, Prof, but what cooks? You see, I've been studying this gadget he left here. <laughs> it's a mind probe machine. God. Uh, what? God. This insufferable issue. Back at D-Man's hideout. <laughs> We're not done, folks. We must have the challengers in a me. real sweat by now, Iron Dictator. Mm -hmm. I'll switch on the reveal screen and we'll watch him squirm. <laughs> the reveal screen. So it's screen. It's Alexa Vision. And now Iron Dictator speaks for us all. Blast it. I'll be glad when all this pokiness is done with. <laughs> you said it, sister. No kidding. Um, Rocky's up first. They're going doing a mind probe. Uh, now, D-Man hadn't counted on this. Mm -hmm. A device that can reveal a traitor. By heavens, they'll ruin my plans unless we attack. Yes, attack right away. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? So, I all of a sudden, <laughs> the giant panzer tank now approaches the, uh... Challengers. Scientists headquarters, where the challengers are. They're going to have to forget these mind tests because they have to defend themselves against the Nazi tank. God. So uh, D-Man wanted to save the laboratory so that he could see the challengers unlock the secrets and solve the mystery. Yeah. Now he wants to destroy the, labor the laboratory. Yes. Uh, forsaking any chance of of learning what the secret is, right? Because the challengers have found a secret mind control machine. Ah, uh, I, I, yes. Anyway, they get into their gallop and gizmo, which is going to be fired upon by the tank. Luckily, the gallop and gizmo could split into four things like a Power Rangers Zord. In reverse. In reverse. The gizmo splits amazingly into four things. They fly around and then join back together. And uh, Prof has made an important discovery. Since every one of us was willing to submit to the test, he knew D-Man had pulled a cutie. A cutie. It was D-Man who slugged us around in the bank. Oh my God, I can't believe we're still on this hoof punch too. <laughs> and he purposely filmed the scene of a captured challenger being brainwashed so we'd see it and think one of us was a traitor. <laughs> Shut up! Who cares? Oh boy, that trick backfired on D-Man for sure. Yeah, of course we were almost killed. <laughs> now, what about this island where X has his secrets? That's it. That's the second clue. Substance. Let's go beneath the island. We'll stick to our first clue, the sea. But also remember our third clue, light. <laughs> Thankfully, we are getting to the final panel oh, of this story. Oh, my God. There's only one page left. Yes. They, deep. Deep, they dive deep into the murky depths. Yes. Uh, to where they enter under a great sea shelf. Yes. Gadzooks, Prof, you were right. An underwater... Pad 
Mm. Under the island. It could only have been built by an alien, and so it's the location Scientist X was trying to lead us to. I'm sure of it. Now. What's so the, that's so, the first two clues. Right. So Water um, and Rocky says, we're doing fine so far, but uh, but what does the third clue, light, have to do with this mystery? Light might mean the key to get inside. Keep circling, Ace, while I scan it with a light beam. Right again, Prof. Speak, friend, and enter. <laughs> Belloch. Um, so it does actually open the airlock, and they go inside. And just as Scientist X wanted us to, we found his storehouse of awesome scientific secrets unknown to mankind. Secrets, maybe, that we shouldn't yet reveal to humanity if we're to figure them out. You know, fellers, this would make a great HQ for us, hidden away from the world. We can come and go with all the privacy we'd ever want. Maybe, but for now, Charles, just look. But don't touch. Those secrets could be dynamite. And don't forget, too, D-Man and the Iron Dictator are still looking for you. All of this will not be resolved no. in, the, in the next issue ever, because the author of the story is dead. Well, now, he does have one more issue in the pipeline, so we may have a follow-up to the headquarters situation, but, but D-Man and, and Iron Dictator will not be seen again. In comics history. That is amazing. I forgot to mention that France Heron also co-created the Batman of Zorinar. So which listener, is having a great revival right now. Listener, if you stayed with us throughout this whole thing, God mm -hmm. bless you. Sorry both, about the blowing noses. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know, we're, we're still recovering. But um, thank you for being here with us on mm -hmm. this delightful little adventure. I hope that you are equally as frustrated as I was and you were in reading this story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Happy New Year to yes. each and every one of our one listener. <laughs> and uh, may you have a year of good health, prosperity, warmth, and lots of laughter. Lots of podcasts, am mm, I right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you can find us on social media at GoGoJerkPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us right back here next week. God willing, we don't catch some other disease. Mm -hmm. do, 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 do. And as we always do, we will bid you a fond. Bye. Bye. Oh, God.